This is episode number 91 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton, and we are going to tackle the issue of abortion and whether or not Hebraically it is considered to be murder in the sight of the Most High. We've also brought in Lakeisha Appleton to provide a woman's perspective on the topic as well. So without any further ado, let's jump right into this podcast. Hebrews in Exile, you know what we do. Let's go! Of the harvest, you are my light, you are the creation, you make everything right. This is Rabbi Robert B. Homer Jr. and Sean Appleton, and this is Hebrews in Exile. Sean. Sir. Living in this exiled world, we are confronted with a myriad of things that are plainly nonsense to us being Hebraic in thought and understanding. Yes. At every turn. Our people include, because our people are a part of this exiled nation that we live in, America, they are conflicted over this issue of life and death. Mm-hmm. I want to put an end to it for us. Okay. And I want to say this to you. I want to, I want to preface, I want to preface this podcast by saying this to, to our listeners. What we are going to talk about tonight is specific and it is germane to Hebrew Israel. Mm-hmm. The nations can do. Excuse my French, but I just feel like using it tonight. Please, please See? don't think I'm 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 being vulgar. I'm not. I I, I need I need to state this in this context. Mm-hmm. The nations and people who do not want to abide by the instructions and laws that the Most High has put down for Hebrew Israel, I frankly don't give a damn. Not one iota. For Hebrew Israel, the instructions and the laws that the Most High has laid down for us is germane to us and us only. Right. And to the foreigner who decides that he would like to join with Hebrew Israel. Right. Outside of that, the nations and people who don't want to follow the dictates of the Most High can do whatever the hell they want to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, it's it's something where we... We we are really, really adamant about making sure that... I'm glad you set the stage for that because individuals will take what we're getting ready to say and and run with it and if you don't get this concept up front about this being germane to being in line with text you're just going to think of us as hate mongers as people that are and that's not the case that's we're, not the case we're, no. we're, we're, we're speaking specifically about what's in text and the position again we're ambassadors for the most high and we're only stating with what the most high has said, has said in the text yes. so don't get mad at us you're right right Right. 
Now, I have heard the madness of women being upset with rulings that this government and this exile have set down to define life and death. Mm. I'm not I'm not going there. Okay? But what I am going to say is that there are certain parameters within scriptural texts that define how we are supposed to live. Right. Right. Emphatically and specific. And this narrative of women being upset because men are taking taking control of their rights over their specific bodies is doesn't fit our narrative. No, not at all. Not at all. Doesn't fit our narrative. Mm-hmm. So, what's the issue? The issue on the table, and, and I, I, I have to, I have to, I have to use this language. Not that I want to use this language, but I have to use this language so that you can understand and mm. be clear in what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. This narrative that's going around about abortion. Yes. Yes. And all this upheaval about people taking your rights away. Mm-hmm. If you are Hebrew Israel, the only right that you have is obeying the laws and the instructions of the Most High. Right. It's true. That's true. <laughs> And that's why we're here tonight to kind of talk about the mitzvot that define. Now, I, I have that premise. With, I have I have I have with me this evening for this podcast. I have mm-hmm. the coining. I call him the coining. The teacher, <laughs> Sean, who's my sidekick. I have his wife with me, and she brought up this issue of the fact that well, women's rights are on the table or on the agenda. And Mm -hmm. my pose to her and to him is this is not about your rights. It's about what's right concerning the laws and the regulations that the Most High has set down. Now, The issue is not, how can I put this? The question on the table is, who's mandating what? The government has made a ruling. Women are complaining about their rights that men are making concerning the control of their bodies. Right. Now I've already set I've already set in motion the the the, the thought of the most high. But let's go there for a minute. Let's go let's go to text. Let's, let's go to let's, text. Let's, let's, let's go to text before we go to the discussion. Open it up. In 
two places in text. Shemot chapter 20, verse 13. Okay. It says, do not murder. Emphatically. Emphatically. Is there, a, peri- is, is there a period y- after yes, that? There, yes, there is. End of statement. Okay. In Devarim, okay. chapter 5, verse 17, it says, again, <clears throat> do not murder. Mm-hmm. So murder is on the is on is is the issue of discussion if i look at the text that stern has written in the complete jewish bible he's misrepresent I, in my opinion he hasn't stated the text clearly uh, in the torah scroll there are four mitzvot associated with Exodus chapter 20 and verse 13. And it should read, you shall not kill. Mm. Okay? Okay. Now, the underlying purpose of all of this subject matter that we're talking about mm-hmm. is that Yahweh built the world and commanded it to be populated and settled, and he prohibited us from destroying it through actions of our own hands by killing or otherwise eliminating people, Hmm. underlying eliminating people. People. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because what? It is people who inhabit the world. Mm -hmm. Now, We go on to another text. Oh, where did I put it? Come on. Oh. Oh, okay. So now we look at another text in Shemot chapter or Exodus chapter 21 and verse 14. And I want... I want you to I want you to keep in mind what we're talking. We're talking about murder. We're talking about killing. Okay, anyone. You, we should we we don't do this. Right. In Exodus chapter twenty one verse fourteen, but if some from someone willfully kills another after deliberate planning, listen mm-hmm. to the text. After delivering planning, you are to take him even from my altar and put him to death. So the consequence is clearly delineated. Yeah. So now we get back to this issue of abortion. Right. Okay. I'm not going to debate with the pundits mm-hmm. of when a life is, yeah. is conceived. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, people. If you go and you conceive and you are pregnant and you know you are pregnant there is a life in your belly agreed (laughs) and text says that you are not to murder or you are not to kill 
Mm -hmm. So if the life is in your belly, there's a life in your belly. Now, if you decide to have an abortion, that's willful and that's deliberate planning, according to Exodus 21, 14. Which has a specific consequence now, if you decide to go along with yeah, that. And, and if we were in the land, yeah, you'd, be, you'd, you'd be put to death. Now, remember who I'm talking to. Hebrew, I'm not Israel. Talk, I don't care. I don't give a high, a high, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, about what the nations want to do. I don't care what individuals <clears throat> who are melanated people want to do. I'm talking to and about Hebrew people who are following the words of the Most High. Yeah. Those, we, we don't do that. Right. Those will be the same people that will stand on the, the platform of it's been done away with anyway, so we can do with whatever we want to do because we're not underneath that stipulation anymore. So they, like you said, they can do whatever they feel like doing and justify it however they want to, but that is not systemic for us. That's not what we do. That's correct. Now, with that platform being set... Let's move further on the discussion because now we've established what the mindset of the Most High is. Right. We've got the statute yeah. established, okay? Now, let's come back to this government thing. Mm. The government and their religious what do those people call? It starts with an E. Come on. You know the word. What is it? Evangelicals. Evangelicals. All right. The Republican Party. I don't like, I, had, I don't even want to get political, but <laughs> I, I got I to gotta bring it in. Okay. The people who are most screaming about this issue of abortion are the evangelicals. It's true. And as I'm looking at the news, and looking at all the videos that I'm seeing, I'm seeing mostly a whole bunch, excuse my expression, but a whole bunch of Eurocentric white people screaming about this issue. True. I don't, I don't, I, I'm not hearing, I'm not hearing the voices of the melanated man while, now, now watch this now, mm -hmm. while the majority of all these abortion clinics are in melanated areas. areas, low income areas, low income areas, states, counties, and places in the United States. Mm -hmm. They put them in our neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Why? Why? Why in our neighborhoods? Why do you think in our neighborhoods? Well, there's always an agenda. There's yes, there absolutely is. absolutely an agenda. Okay. What's the agenda? Shall we surmise or shall we say it? No, I, I, no we can say we can it. Say, <laughs> well, let's say it then. What's, what's the agenda? Yeah, the agenda is to either we can eliminate them on one end or they cannot be created. They cannot be here. Who? Who can't Melanated be Melanated people. Melanated people. Mm-hmm. The issue is to eliminate the birth of or to encourage encourage yeah. the birth of 
melanated people. So we'll put these abortion clinics in their neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. But now we got to ask a question. That's a question. What do the statistics say about the number of individuals who are who are patronizing these abortion clinics? Well, the um, the thing is, is even though those Planned Parent places or the places are put in the um, lower income areas. And even though melanated people may have the opportunity to, you know, not have a baby, that they made a bad choice on the situation, that we are still having more babies. Yes. And so even though there was an agenda, <laughs> we're still having more babies. Yes. And, and they are not having abortions uh they are not having uh more babies so meaning that the eurocentrics they are not they're the average of children that they're having compared to the average of children of melanated people are having is uneasy yes, so we're Europeans, still having more we're still Europeans having more or white people are having are, are having less fewer children yes and melanated people are having more blacks, children mexicans His, and yes. people who are melanated are still yes. having, having more babies yes now which i think you're getting back i think where you were going with that is maybe is to specify maybe in specificity i think probably half of the individuals that are patronizing these uh particular places are not melanated people exactly those in more, more yeah more than half of the people that are going coming in there are and that's that that's again piggyback on what you two are saying is that even though we don't represent the majority of people that are actually having abortions we're still having children yes and continuing to have yes. children now under those circumstances that we're having children is, is questionable but that the, the numbers are the numbers yes now the issue with abortion should be this this should be the issue. Mm-hmm. The issue is not whether or not you can and you can't. Now, that's that's. I mean, we we've established by text that, and this is where the evangelicals want to come in. Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something before I even go there. This text that we're reading here is a commandment that the Most High has given to Hebrew Israel, which is considered law. Period. Period. Now, y'all said y'all y'all evangelicals, and I got I got dumb, stupid, melanated people in this world of Christendom <laughs> buying buying your false narrative mm-hmm. that the law of Moses has been done away with mm-hmm. by Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So right. if the law of Moses has been done away with by Jesus Christ, but I'm stating you a law here that you want to take into court and use as your parameter for abolishing 
by abolishing something right. or by standing on a principle, excuse me, not abolish them, but standing on a principle that belongs to Hebrew, Hebrew Israel, mm-hmm. you can't have it both, both ways. ways. Mm. Either the law, either the total law of Mashe or Moses is in place. You can't treat it like it's a smorgasbord for your convenience. Right. 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 This is not the buff golden corral where you get to pick whatever you want to put on your plate. Now no. let's go back. Now let's go back to let's go back to let's go back to where I was. I'm not pro, I'm not con. This is not a pro-con discussion. Right. This is what the most high of Hebrew Israel has given to Hebrew Israel and to the Israel nation. You shall not murder. Mm. You shall not take a life. If you deliberately, if you deliberately plan to take a life, then the individual that does that, if we were in the land, Mm -hmm. you would be put to death. Mm. So now you're trying to establish law president upon our law that you said has been done away with. So now you're trying to make it a moral issue for which I have been telling you from, I've been telling our people from day one since we started talking about the commandments. The commandments are moral and they are ethical. They speak to morality and they speak to to being ethical. Mm -hmm. So So you're saying to the church, they're saying they're done away with, but to the government, they're saying this is how we can prove it. Yes. They're using it. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. But the evangelicals have brought that in. That's this, this. See, it's it's the same. It's the same argument with the evangelicals being. Excuse my French again, but I got to do it there. I'm, I'm I'm there. Being pissed off because during the Obama administration, they passed legislation that made it possible for a man to marry a man and a woman to marry a woman. And the evangelicals got all upset about it, and you're still upset about it. But that's our law. Right. That belongs, that belongs in the category that they teach when you approach them about the law of Moses, they will tell you that Jesus Christ done away with the law of Moses. I got it right here on my, I, I got, I got Oh, I can't use that word. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've you've done it already. No, I can't use that. You can't use that that one in particular. Who said that the law of Moses had been done away by the entrance of Jesus Christ? Yeah, I think so. That- if Jesus Christ did away with the law of Moses, and you all worship Jesus Christ, then you can't. Come to court with our law. Right. Right. You stand on your own. Stand on your own. Yeah. Wherever, whatever teachings that he had. (laughs) (laughs) It almost came out. Stand on your, stand on your own narrative. I mean, are you all understanding what I'm saying here? Yeah. 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 Now, this is the issue. This is the real issue. If this was a real issue. What you say, the women are 
are screaming because the men have taken away their right to their body. Well, well that's how, yeah, that's how women uh, feel about it. They, they can't hear so much what's wrong or what's right. There's at the place where, uh, you know, because it's a man that's saying it, you know, that's there where they were, are. There were women, I guarantee you, on the Supreme Court, there are women. True. Yes. So women are also voicing their opinion about this issue of abortion. So it's not just men. There's some women that are involved in this, and these women are part of this, what do they call them? Evangelicals who want to use the law of Mashe to establish their president of life and death and make it a Supreme Court issue where the Supreme Court now is making it an issue where the states are now making an issue based upon our Hebrew law that they said, that they said had been done away with by Jesus Christ. Right. Yes. Yeah, I think that's, that's where... That's... that's I, come on. I'm so upset. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I am a rabbi, and I shouldn't be talking this way. But you, please hear me. That's bullshit. Yeah, it really it is. I'm sorry. I I I, I hate to be that frank, and I'm trying. I'm I'm I'm. If if this if this if this podcast ever gets video, you will see how animated I am about this. So I'm about to come up out of my seat now. This is the issue. Abortion outside the parameters of a mother being in a state within herself being life and death, whether she lives or the child inside her lives. It's an issue of life and death. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to tell you something, okay? They're gonna the doctor is gonna choose the mother. Now I'm gonna tell you something, okay? Aren't you all to hear me really good? The majority of abortions, you say, Rabbi, what are your facts? I, I'm I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. The majority of abortions that happen in this nation have nothing to do True. with that issue. True. When you say, well, what about incest? Okay. Or what about rape? Or what about all these other things that have come up? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'll say it for you, Rabbi. The majority of them happen because of bad decision making. That's and, and and there it is. They don't happen because of um, because scientifically, if you will, it's difficult for a woman to get become pregnant when she is raped, and the other circumstances are not high on the totem pole either. Those are just extras that people like to throw out there. But the majority of abortions are happening with bad decision making. Now and. That's true. Yeah. 
I was listening to a sitcom. Oh, okay. You remember which one it was? Um, that's neither here nor there. Criminal ahead, victims comes on. Yeah, now when it comes comes oh. on. Oh, okay. Victims crimes comes on. Oh, crime show. Crime show. Yeah. Okay. This girl was the girlfriend of a family who were pro-life. The son, there's two, two, two sons in this family. The one son who was going with this girl got her pregnant. Okay? Mm-hmm. And she was admonished by the son that she should get an abortion. Why? Because the child that she had conceived was getting in her way mm. because she was getting ready to be a freshman in college. Mm -hmm. And it was ruining her plans for the rest of her life. Mm -hmm. So she chose to get an abortion. Wrong. Now, now, first of all, Y'all, please don't, don't, don't be, don't be upset with me. I'm, I'm so upset with this discussion uh, that my, my, my language is just probably not within the parameters of what you think a rabbi should speak. But I'm being real with you, yeah, and I'm being on the page that you're on. Yeah, that's 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 the that's, that's where I'm on. Yeah. The fact is, these women, the majority of these women that are seeking abortions is all about making bad decisions. Mm -hmm. If you have sex unprotectedly, chances are you're going to get pregnant. That's a bad decision. Right. Now, the next issue on the table Oh, can I can I jump in real quick? Absolutely, because I wanted because I wanted to just piggyback on what you were saying Absolutely. earlier about if 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 a, if a woman you know if it's between her and the child. There's even a mitzvot, and it brought back to my memory over here in uh, Shemot chapter 21 verses uh, 22 through 25. And I was thinking to myself, isn't there a mitzvot that um, protects the woman if she's pregnant? If something's happened, two guys are tussling or something and she gets hit and, and, and that's where we get that whole eye for an eye, two for a two thing. And it reads, it says, now I'm reading from the ESV version, but not from the complete because I'm looking it up on Google and that's what they gave me. It says, when two, when men are strive together and hit a pregnant woman so that her child or children come out, but there is no harm, the one who hit her shall be surely fined. As a woman's husband shall impose on him, then he shall pay as the judges determine. But if there is harm, that's to the child inside the womb, then they shall pay a life for a life, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, a hand for a hand, foot for a foot, burn for a burn, womb for a womb, and stripe for a stripe. We've been quoting that for so long and not realize that that has everything, that misfile has everything to do with a pregnant woman. Yes. Yes. And her getting hurt. So these, there's even mitzvot that even go so far to be very specific 
about a woman, even in her pregnancy, having harm coming to the child that's with inside her. So the Most High is even making provisions for that. Yeah. Protection of the child while it's uh, it's being formulated. Yeah. Now, so I just want to jump into that. Now, now let's now let's talk about this bad decision. What's the out? What's the outcome? Oh yeah, yeah. Of this case. bad decision. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, please remember, and this whole discussion that, that we're having, this discussion is germane to Hebrew Israel. It's not germane to the nations. The nations can do whatever the heck they want to do. <laughs> right. But Hebrew Israel can't. Mm-hmm. Within the parameters of the mitzvot that are germane to Hebrew Israel and maintaining life. Remember, I said that the whole purpose of the underlying purpose of not murdering a life is that the Most High built the world and commanded it to be populated and settled, and he prohibited us from destroying it through the actions of our own hands by killing or otherwise eliminating people because mm-hmm. people are the ones who inhabit the earth. Now, because we are Hebraic, we also have a commandment that requires us to take care of widows and orphans. That's right. Because the result is like you're saying, if you have the child, which you are supposed to, in this particular instance, what happens? You have no means. If, if, and, yeah, and, and the issue is, the issue with, 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 with the nations, well, you know, uh, Who's going to take care of this child? Blah, 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 blah. Well, hey. This exile nation can't use that word. Rare (laughs) rare form tonight. (laughs) And you know what? All of a sudden, my head is clear. In this exile nation, the system is so jacked up oh, yeah. that I kind of understand why it is that people don't want to have children and they want to have them aborted because they don't want to take care of them mm-hmm. or they feel like they can't or they don't want to. And then the issue becomes, well, what happens to them? Well, they, then if you have the child, the child <clears throat> becomes the burden of the government. And the government system is jacked. All the way all up. All the way up. Thank we, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I listened to, this, this, just before coming to do the podcast tonight, I was listening to, um, 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 how come I can't think tonight, man? I was listening to the news, and there was this young lady in New York, and she was in foster care and in a group home, and and this is a real story. Her mother had dropped her off at 
this place where you drop off babies. So she's out there. She's now turned 21 years of age. And she's being opted or forced out of the group home because mm-hmm. she's 21 years of age. Yeah. She doesn't have her, and I feel for her. I, I, my, my, I'm listening to her story and my heart's going out. She says, I'm facing my 24th birthday, she says, and I have no one to care. Mm. She says, there's no one that cares about me. Mm. She says, I, I, don't, I don't have a job. I don't have any money. And my only option is to leave the group home because I'm 21 years of age. Hmm. Now, I know specifically in the state of California, because I used to work for the government who licensed foster care homes and licensing foster care homes was one of the things that I did supervise. So I know, I know all about foster care homes and I know how, I I know what we were dealing with. Mm. You had to come to us with your budget for your family. We had to know that you had enough money to take care of your family and that you were not taking in foster kids to su- to supplement your budget, mm-hmm. your income. Because okay. the money that okay. we the money that the California is going to give you for taking foster kids is supposed to go for the foster kids. For, for the child. Okay. yeah 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 right yeah right exactly yeah right (laughs) which is which is unfortunate so we know we i I know from experience that the majority of that didn't happen Mm -hmm. and foster kids were mistreated in many sense cases treated like slaves in the house Mm -hmm. and then when they became 18, you go, you're, you're out. You just go. You're just out. Mm-hmm. They had nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. They had no money. They have nobody to care for them. So while the government and the, what do they call them? Evangelicals. Evangelicals. Are wanting to promote pro-life once again, which is under our law. Mm-hmm. I'm not, and I'm not opposed to it. Right. Because it's under our law. But if you're going to impose our law, oh, I can't say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then doggone it, follow the law to the extent. Right. If the child that is born does not That's have somewhere yes. to go and there's no one to take care of it, it becomes then the responsibility of the nation to take care care of that child. Now that's that's text in totality. From the root to the fruit. And you all ain't saying that. Beginning to the end. Yeah, I mean, we we like this one little portion Mm -hmm. of it 
mm-hmm. that that panders to our our moral moral fiber. Why don't you say? And then why don't abandon you, the rest? Why don't you say? Why don't you say with your law that you stole from us? Mm-hmm. Say to the government. All right, we're going to abandon abortions and we're going to establish all these penalties for doing it but we will take care of the child that's right that's right you say that nope nope you that, you won't hear me say, say that at all you say that yeah and then that's funny <laughs> that's that's in our law. That's in our statute. That is a parameter that says to Hebrew Israel, you Hebrew Israel are have a responsibility to take care of the widow, widow and, and the orphan, which is now, which is where the tithe is supposed to go. Besides going to the Don't priest, yeah, a portion it. of the tithe is supposed to be given there for taking care of the widow and mm-hmm. the orphan. That's in our statute also. Yes. That's right. There you, go right you can there. go to Devarim 14 for that if you're looking for something, you're looking for a reference for that. That's in Devarim 14, now, 28, 29. Now, now. Ooh. Ooh, that's good, Rabbi. Ooh. Now. That's where it's supposed to if, go. <laughs> wouldn't have the circumstances we have y'all wasn't over there trying to get your Bentleys and stuff. if the government wants to find the money to take care of children properly then why don't you start taxing these Them folks yeah. dead gum <laughs> churches that are taking in billions of dollars a year that's untaxable. Right. But these church leaders are living off that money buying Bentley's stuff. Gates with their name on it. They poor folks (laughs) can't afford. And I'm going to tell you something for true. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why in our poor neighborhoods are there more churches on every corner mm-hmm. in our neighborhoods but there are less avenues for our poor people to find the necessities of life. Mm. One. Two. Oh my goodness. Since the evangelicals are making the loudest noise and they have the majority of the largest congregations Mm -hmm. who also take in the largest number of dollars per week in tithe and offering, why doesn't the government tax these people and Take that money, set it aside for taking care of this law that they established for these babies that are going to be born that nobody wants, that are going to be orphans and follow. If you want to follow the law 
and you want to bring the law yeah, that's a great point. into play, then let's bring the laws that are systemic to the issue. All of that's, that's, that's a great point. Why don't you do that? Point. That is an ex- extremely but you keep point. You keep letting these churches and 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 I'm I'm I, I I'm all I'm all for taxing I'm all for taxing the income of churches. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I am, and I'm and I and and I'm for it. I'm for it in the context of it having a certain um a certain um um criteria. Mm. In other words, if a church, if a church's annual income is below a certain figure, mm-hmm. it doesn't get taxed. Okay, but if it's above a certain uh, figure, then it ought to be taxed. Mm. Now, you go, oh, Rabbi, you're getting so political. No, I'm not. I'm trying. I'm just speaking facts here. Because trust me, if you instituted what you're talking about, I bet you wouldn't. They probably wouldn't have mm-hmm. overturned anything because they would have known as saying, "Hey, listen, mm-hmm. if if we're going to be, because that's a that's a hot button for them, taxation of the rich. Oh, so you're going to institute if and now that's what I probably would have said. Well, well, yeah, if, well, if you're going to go ahead and say that you want this, that's fine, United States. You're not going to, dub- but it's it's kind of like their mo already because they get to pick and choose what they want at the end of the day see, and they won't finish it. But you would have brought that issue up and saying, "Well, we're going to." tax you because you wanted this and you're not going to dump this issue on the state so for the folks that want to raise their hand and say this is what you want then we're going to come in your pocket to fo- to pay for it yeah now 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 here we got a double edge so we got we got we, we got an issue here okay okay one party wants to tax the ultra rich that they've been crying at and and the other party now watch this now oh god I can't see it (laughs) the other doggone party over there that's crying screaming bloody murder who are the proponents of this thing of abortion Mm -hmm. They're screaming out the, out, the, out the crown of their head. They don't want to see the rich taxed. Mm. But if you're going to tax the rich, then you got to come to the churches because the churches are just as... Listen, they're... Because this turns into a moral issue there for are them. Pastors, <laughs> there are pastors that make have a that make more money annually than the president does. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Sure. Absolutely. And oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. The majority of them have more than likely filed for a 501c C, C license, yeah, tax exemption. Tax yeah. exemption filed as a nonprofit organization. The heck, they are nonprofit. 
Oh, yeah. The oh, heck yeah. they are a nonprofit. Yeah. You better believe they are. I mean, not, they're not nonprofit. Was Tammy Faye and... Uh, Jimmy. And Jimmy... Jimmy Baker. Jimmy Baker? Yeah. Uh, was that nonprofit? No. Oh. No, 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 no. No, no, no. That wasn't nonprofit. mm, -mm. Not at all. I mean, you all, you, you, I mean, can you hear, hear the argument? Yeah. Let's get back. Let me get back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm almost out of breath talking about this. <laughs> As, you know, out of all the arguments brought up on <sighs> As You Catch Your Breath, out of all the arguments brought up on that particular issue, I can't give you enough accolades about how eye-opening that is because we never, even in our offline discussions about that, we've, we, we've taken it so far to talk about, okay, the responsibilities, where that comes from, what this could be stemming from, and who's actually the proponent from it. But when you brought to the table the totality of text, and that, again, that's what we're trying to bring to the table here tonight, is the fact, do not murder, do not kill, the issue of taking care of the orphan, the issue of Oh, okay. If you're going to do that, these are the these are parameters upon which we stay. It's you have to look at it in its totality and not cherry pick what you want as you see fit. It it it, it caters to our morals as upstanding aristocrats that we don't we we need this to happen in our country, but we won't look at the end result of what comes out of that decision-making and how dare you use the text to prove your point and then dump the issue like you have eloquently stated what happens to these foster children Who's going to take care of them? Because I'm going to tell you what, these big mega churches are not going to be the first ones no, to step no, up no, no, as, and, and as, donate as, any no, money no, towards no. that. And as a matter of fact, I'm going uh, to tell you, I'm going to tell you straight up I'm going to tell you straight up how they function. Okay. Let's expose them. Let's go. They're going to treat the disenfranchised like they are street garbage. Yep. Mm. You know how I know that? Mm. All you got to do is just, you know, disguise yourself. Disguise yourself. And start attending one of these evangelical <laughs> churches and look like you just pull and don't have nothing and see how they treat you. Right. Just just disguise you. Just go just go disguised and, 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 and see how they treat you. Yeah, they will disheveled. treat you like a disenfranchised a disenfranchised piece of garbage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a redheaded stepchild. And child. send you oh, you 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 might want to go to the church over there. Yeah. Over over there. Well, where's over there? Well, you know, over there. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Hey. <laughs> let, wait a minute. let them walk up in there. I'm an orphan from this issue that you guys have. A I'm looking for help. Isn't this what the church is supposed to do? Well, we're not under that portion of the law. Mm -hmm. Well, you use the portion of the law to get me here. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to take care of the rest. I'm just saying, you all. Now, this is not a discussion about pro or con anything. No. Right. This, this is about the is a discussion about what our text says. And I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you European 
evangelical people if one of you just happens to be listening to this podcast. You can't come in and use the law of Moses Mm-mm. when it's only convenient for you. Mm-mm. You can't pick and choose which laws you're going to live by and then say the rest of them Jesus Christ came to fulfill. If he came to fulfill them, then he fulfilled them all. In, in your, in your, and he's done away with all of them in your context. So therefore, if he came to fulfill the law and he's done away with all of them, then you look at the laws which are moral and ethical. You don't have to abide by them. So you can murder. Yep. You can steal. Yep. You can do anything you want to do. However, in the nations, you have you have taken you have taken our Hebraic law and made it your jurisdictional statute. That came. It's so diametrically opposed. See, (laughs) as he's walking around, he can't even stay in his chair. Yeah, they're so diametrically opposed that it's, it's egregious, yeah. You didn't establish that law. That law came out of Hebrew text. Mm-hmm. Right. And your boy doesn't even do what you ended up doing just a second ago, which is talk about it again. Going back to the point I made, was trying to uh, bring out earlier, which you made earlier, which is in totality. He does a terrible job of even teaching, even if you said, okay, it's been done away with, let's just stand on the statutes upon which have been established over there in your text. Now, go over there and show me where you're gonna come up with half the stuff that we brought up because the specificity is over here with us, which is a crying shame because you know what? We are doing a study in what? The book of... Judges, and there arose a day when people just did whatever they felt like doing what was right in their own eyes. And the Most High didn't look on it too kindly. Listen, I, I, need, I need to get back to civility, okay? Sister Lakeisha. Yes. Do you have anything you'd like to add <laughs> to this discussion? <laughs> I mean, I think you, I know you hit it right. You hit it on the, on the mark. I think where um, your very first thing you said was, it doesn't really matter to us what the nations do. They can do whatever they want to do. But for us, this is what we go by. And explaining it the way you explained it, and and then taking it a step further, you know, getting it once the child is here and whose responsibility it is um, that, I mean, like Sean said, it was, I mean, because even offline, we, we didn't go that step further. We didn't talk about it that step further. Um, just to go back a little bit, before we became, we were in this walk, before we were in this walk, and even probably, you know, uh, you know, as we've been learning what's, what the misfolds are, um, it was me personally, you know, I've never been in a situation where I had to make a decision like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... 
um, I felt like if a person has never been in the situation where, you know, um, they haven't had to make a decision, let that be between them and them and whoever they worship. That's what I thought prior to. But we don't say that when someone takes somebody out, you know, when someone murders somebody. We yeah, don't we yeah, don't say yeah, that. We don't yeah. say, well, we'll just leave it to them and yeah, their God yeah. and let them do what they're going to do with it. No, you're going to jail. <laughs> you know, that's what we do. So, but with a better understanding of what the mitzvot is for us as Hebrew people, um, that it makes complete sense to me. It makes complete sense that it's it's not about being pro life or um, the other, if no, you will. It's, it's not, not about, it's not about, about that. that at all. It's, it's not, not about not, any it's, of that. It's, it's not it's not a debatable issue. It's not. Now, a de- yeah, it's not a debate at all. Now, so now, yeah. So well, what about it? Well, if it is incest, we have a mitzvah that establishes right. it as a bad decision. Yeah, yeah. The mitzvot says that you are not to cohabit with your family members. You're not supposed to cohabit. A son is not to, to cohabit with his father's wife. He's not to cohabit with his sister. He's not to cohabit with his auntie. And it goes on and on in establishing what is not supposed to happen. Now, if that happens, the issue is, well, it's not necessarily a bad decision on the woman's part because if we have incest within the family, it could be consensual incest. Could be. That's a bad decision. That's right. And it violates our law. Right. Now you want to get an abortion. No! It's still a bad now decision. Now the issue is that the child... Has to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Right. Whether it's incest or not, the child is a human individual that you cannot, the text says, you cannot deliberately plan a murder. Right. Right. That's true. So it's it's it it it, it has it has to be it has to be born and somebody got to take care of it that's right whether that's the government or whether that's within your own family mm-hmm. and the child should not be ostracized because of something that the child's parents did whether it's incest or not now that's incest rape or what if she got raped small percentage though Really small, but it, it, but if it does happen, okay. Really small. Like, what's what 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 you? Well, now there's you know, a, there's mitzvah. See, you're getting ready to get into something that I was. I gotta steal your thunder. Can I steal it? Go. I gotta I gotta steal it. Go. because what we're I think what you're trying, you are establishing. Not that you're trying, you are establishing. Is again, we looked at the back end. Now let's look at the front end because the front end of this, there's a plethora of mitzvot that are in place that the Most High has put into effect, which shows you the the degeneration of our culture that says if we were living by these mitzvot, you wouldn't have to worry about 
incest because you have the mitzvot against it. Right. If it's rape, there's a there's a mitzvot that says that if something is happening, she's in the, like in the middle of a field and she doesn't cry out, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. There's yeah. mitzvotes that govern yeah. all that. So yeah. if number one, if those are the some of the like gray areas that the mitzvotes cover, but even in, in outside of that, the mitzvot cover how a family is supposed to govern itself yes. about how a husband and what marriage is actually is. So yes. when you have the degrading of a culture and you don't live by Torah mitzvot, the very thing what I will continue to keep saying is that you talk about something that's you've done away with. You will never in this country. Let's go back to these evangelicals who are hot and heavy on our forefathers in the Constitution. You would never go back to the Constitution and say, let's get rid of the Constitution. It's weak and ineffective and didn't accomplish its goal. Well, the very, the well. very reason the Constitution is there is so it protects your freedoms. Well. That's the reason why our Constitution has well. been put in place, well. which is the mitzvot, well. so it's there well. to protect well. you, well. to make you safe, well. and to protect well. the way of life okay. that establishes okay. right standing okay. with the Most High, number one, and number two, <laughs> provides us with a lifestyle that is wholesome and what you use, moral, and ethical okay. with a group of people. So okay. it's even on the front end before you even get to okay. intercourse and court coitus and okay. all the rest of this stuff. Okay. 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 That's 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 good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. He was trying to talk fast. That's good. We we have we have right now. Right now. Right now. In this exiled country. We have at the forefront the aspect of the protection of the Constitution that governs this nation because there is a party out there that is flying under a red banner that is trying to get rid of it. wants to <laughs> wants to somehow in their narrative do away with aspects of the constitution, constitution. Mm -hmm. which is part of our democracy mm -hmm. right yeah. so that's good what you said but there there and, and, and it's interesting because these same people who are voting for and working with that party are evangelicals who want to get rid of the Constitution by their actions, by their words, and by their whatever they're saying mm -hmm. because they're all doing it in the name of Jesus Christ. So, what? 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 This is going to bring up a whole, maybe a whole nother side of it, what I was... What? A whole nother side... Because I, what I did say offline, I said it to someone else. As far as the people that, um, as far as the people that I know, or not people that I know, but situations that I know, um, do we think that um, abortion wouldn't be as high as it is if... Um, the male who is involved stepped up because the situations that I know, they usually, they don't, if they don't step up, the female feels like she's by herself. Now, 
I know this has nothing. This is not on the part where we're talking about, as far as being being Hebraic. Well, well, but but on the lines of, um, you know that that's a lot of times where where females are. Oh, I understand that. Yeah. So I'm so I'm asking. But once again, what you're saying is still the issue. Yeah. Of a bad decision. Yeah. Absolutely agreed. Yeah, to take two to tango. It's a bad decision. <laughs> yes. You're having coitus with a individual who is not responsible. Right. And you know they're not responsible. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're having unprotected coitus. Right. That, That's that, a bad that decision. That part. <laughs> Come on, people. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let's understand something. And then I'm going to be finished with this. Hmm. <laughs> 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 See, this is the sinister level. <laughs> <laughs> King David. Ah, uh, uh-oh. I think no, I no, not King David. Oh, I was going to say. No, okay. not King David. <laughs> Abraham. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Abraham was in a land and he went into this land and he told everybody there that Sarah was his sister. Sister. Mm. Yeah. Until one day the king or the leader of the land looked out into the courtyard and he saw Abraham having Mary with Sarah. He determined that it was his wife. Googly eyes. <laughs> oh, what's my point? Forgot what my point was. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, if, if, Going back on the stepping up and and being a guy, and, yeah, and taking care of yeah the the particular situation, and so it is that <clears throat> Abraham was responsible, and he and Sarah wanted to have a ch- wanted to have children. The culture of Hebrew Israel was that a woman who was barren was a outcast amongst Israel. And Sarah was an outcast amongst Israel because at her age with Abraham, she had no children. Therefore, she elected to allow her handmaiden, Hagar, to be the surrogate, I don't even want to say surrogate, but to be the woman that Father Abraham would cohabit with, and so he gave birth to Ishmael. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He treated Ishmael like his firstborn son, which he was, but he was the firstborn son from the handmaiden which was Hagar, mm-hmm. and not Sarah. When 
father Abraham and Sarah finally had Isaac. Father Abraham treated both of the boys equally. He was he was a fair father to them, except for the fact that the text goes on to say that Ishmael began to be a a a burden towards Isaac, who was the firstborn child of Father Abraham, whom the Most High established as the firstborn of Father Abraham. Mm-hmm. Now, hmm. the text goes on to determine that Ishmael, or whether trying to think now I'm trying to I'm trying to think now what happens to Ishmael and Hagar well yeah cuz he sends them off yeah Abraham sends them off but he doesn't send them off empty handed mm-hmm. she returns back to her family and we don't hear any more about Ishmael I don't think yeah not for yeah wow yeah but my point being in this text, in this thought about men being responsible, Father Abraham was responsible for Ishmael as long as the Most High had allowed Ishmael to stay in and with the family. Right. And, and here's another example, correct me if I'm wrong, one of our uh, uh, ancestors slept with, she disguised herself as a prostitute and he's ended up sleeping with her, right? Yeah. And, and then he turned around and in that particular situation, yeah. she said, leave me Judah. your, your yeah, your staff, your and signet, signet ring, ring. ring and yeah. all that. Yeah. And so even in the idea of I've slept with a prostitute and I've got this prostitute pregnant, I still, I still have, have a, a responsibility. responsibility to the child. Yes. That is Hebrew Israel's MO. Yeah. We are, yeah. we are, we are forthright thinking on what we're, what we're getting ready to get into. We're, we're responsible. And when those responsibilities come to roost, we take care of those. So yeah. the establishment, the degradation of, of, of manhood in this country has got us to the point where, where you can see that how diametrically opposed we are as a culture from what the Most High has established. Yeah. When we get back into the land, it's going to be so adversely different. Yeah. We're, we're, we're talking about it, but to be in it and to live it is going to be something going to be a thing of beauty. Well, you know what? I think we've had a good discussion on this this, well, yeah. this, this, this evening. And I, I hope that you, you listening to this podcast... Um, hear my frustration uh, and understand that once again this is not an argument of pro and con pro-life or or not pro-life it's, that's not the argument it's not the discussion for Hebrew Israel our our responsibility as people of the most high now, when I talk about people of the Most High, I'm talking about people who succinctly follow 
the rules and instructions that the Most High has laid down for Israel. And that's Hebrew Israel. That's not just Israel. We got to make a distinction between who Israel is. Mm -hmm. He's laid down instructions for us. We are obligated, if we're going to call ourselves the Father's people, to live by what he has laid out. They're moral, they're ethical, make good decisions, and you will not be caught in this dogma of minutia that's going on in this exiled world about life and death. The Most High says we don't have the right to deliberately take a life. Mm -hmm. I'm going to end it there. And Sean. Yes, sir. This has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman and Sean Appleton. And this has been Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom. Can't forget about my beautiful wife. And this has been you. Lakeisha Appleton. Yeah, there we and go. <laughs> this has once again been <laughs> Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom.